Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. Yeah, you may wonder, you know, a lot of times, you know, for, for many years, I always went over to Peru in May. You notice I changed it from May to June. You wonder why, I tell you why. Because of what we just did today, um, graduation. Uh, we were running into, people was getting graduated, they wanted to go, but they couldn't go because somebody they knew, somebody they loved, somebody was graduating, and so it was getting in the way, so we decided to up it uh, another few weeks so everybody could go if they wanted to go. Amen. So um, I'm excited. I just want to say I'm excited. Oh, I forget. I want to say, I want you to put your hands together for this worship team. They did a magnificent job. Also, I want you to put your hands together for the best bishop in the whole entire world. To really put your hands together for the for the first lady, the pastor, the mighty woman of God. Come on, somebody. Give God some Amen. I really do mean that. Uh, we have some major, some amazing, uh, amazing uh, leaders. Uh, we couldn't ask God for better leaders than what we have in Bishop. Uh, Larry and Sandra Ragland, can you say amen? amen. To stand in this pulpit here, <laughs> you wonder why I'm in a suit. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I went somewhere special today. Come on, somebody. I'm in Solid Rock Church today. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I thank God for, for this opportunity and and I promise you I can promise you I, I'm not gonna preach as long as my bishop but I will get you out of here real quick <laughs> bishop he get he, he is like he turned into a flame of fire when he stepped up on his pulpit he's doing exactly what God called him to do uh, I don't want to forget that the Holy Spirit want me to say is Austin still in here? Uh, the Lord really spoke to him today. Yes. I just want to I want to honor Austin and and Monica and all of you, but but especially Austin. That that guy has something special. Are you listening to me? Come on, somebody, put your hands together. God, the Holy Spirit spoke to his heart about faith. And when he was talking about faith, I'm telling you, he was, he was here. God was speaking through Austin. And the Lord was showing me, and this is not something that I was planning on saying, but I think I, the Holy Spirit wanted me to say this. You remember when the storm came up and Jesus came walking on the water? The disciples, they was fighting for their life that day. But I want you to understand something. Jesus 
came walking on the very stuff that were trying to kill the disciples. Hallelujah. And Peter looked at him and said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come out there on the water with you. And Jesus said, come. Peter didn't just walk on the water. He was walking on the word. The word that said, come. Now, Peter, after having received the authority from Jesus, now Peter is walking on the very stuff that was trying to kill him five minutes ago. He's walking on it. There is an enemy that has attacked us called Corona. The way you defeat that demon is by faith. The very thing that killing people, you can walk on it. And you don't have to be afraid of any demons. There was once a place in the scripture where Jesus asked the disciple, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? He equated their lack of peace with their lack of faith. So if you are disturbed about anything, you really don't have any problems. All you need is faith. And you really have that, but I just want to encourage you. If there's one thing you need to get a hold to, if you're going to make it in these last days, you're going to have to learn how to, how to trust God. Yeah. Come on, put your hands together. Um, I'm going to read a, a few scriptures and then we're going to move on. But first of all, I'm going to say uh, to you, you know, no matter how many times you preach, no matter how many times you people talk about you, there's always somebody that don't know you. <laughs> they don't know what you do. They don't know anything about you. They just see somebody new they ain't never seen before. In that case, my name is Ron C. I'm the director of missions. And it is the slot I belong in. If I had a choice to be the, the senior pastor of the, of the director of missions, I would choose the director of missions. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. This is the reason I was born. I was born to do what, what, what I do. I'm going to read a few scriptures, and we're going to move forward. Like I said, don't get, don't get, don't get afraid. We're going to get you out in good time. Amen. But I do want to talk about missions. Like I said, I'm the director of missions. What we do, what I do every year, we go up into the mountains of Peru. Uh, it's very cold. The conditions are very extreme. Sometimes the temperature drops as low as 30 degrees below zero. And because these people are so poor and they don't have adequate heat to keep their, their babies warm, in many cases they freeze to death every year. A lot of these kids are dying and freeze to death. So what we do, we take teams over there. I've been doing this for 17 years now. And we go up there with, with uh, we take warm garments 
to try to keep them from, from freezing to death. And as a result, a, a great uh, door began to swing open for the gospel. You know, and we, they look at us, you, you're going to see some of you that have never been, you're going to see what I'm talking about. There's a look that, that they have in their eyes. And you know what they're wondering. They're saying, why are you being so nice to us? And at this point, we just tell them that there, was a, there is a man named Jesus. He sent us here to help your babies. And if they never heard the name of Jesus even one time, all of a sudden they want to know about this guy you call Jesus. And when we tell his story, then you're literally preaching the gospel. And you'll see many people that get saved, they'll get healed and get delivered and set free. But it's all started with an act of love. And um, I'm going to read here this scripture here uh, in Mark 16, verse 15. I thank God for the spirit in this church. I feel I feel the presence of the Lord in here. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I can feel I can feel your pull on me. It's going to be easy to preach today. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I think Bishop got a lot to do with that. I, amen. He left a spirit in this church. Come on, somebody. There's a fire that comes with a leader. Come on now. Hallelujah to God. In uh, Mark 16, 15, and like I'm going to say, we're not going to preach like we normally do. We're just going to talk to you a little bit about missions. Can you say amen? amen. And I want you to see it's going to bless your, your heart. You're going to be so blessed when you see how God used the people right here in this church last year. It's amazing. In Mark 16, 15, it says, And he said unto them, this is Jesus talking, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Oh, I like that. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Ooh, let me say that again. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. This is my favorite part of, this, of the whole scriptures. This next one, verse 20. I do I love this one here. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Notice it didn't say the Lord was working for them. The Lord was working with them. Nothing from nothing leave nothing. God can't work when you don't give him nothing. <laughs> it didn't say that God was working for them. It said he worked 
with them. Listen to this last part. Confirming the word with signs. Following, I should say, signs, wonders, and miracles. Following, glory to God. Now, what do, do that mean? You're going to find out later. I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself. But, man, I'm going to tell you why that, that excites me so. It's because it didn't say that it will confirm a person. It didn't say that it will confirm a personality. It said these miracles, it said he confirmed the word with signs, wonders, and Now, what do that mean? That means any person out there, every one of you, any person can receive uh, God's healing power working through them. Come on, somebody. You're going to see it even in this in, in this in these videos. I'm going to show you how God can use anyone. And if you've never been used, if God has never used you to, to heal, uh, to deliver someone, or to set them free, I want you to know you're missing out. You need to, if you ever experience that, you'll never be the same. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. So, at this point, at this time, what I'm going to do is show the first video. Matter of fact, it's the first part of this video. And actually, our bishop is, is talking to the Lord. The Holy Spirit had me to have Bishop to, to speak to us. You thought he was gone, didn't you? You thought he wasn't going to be here today, didn't you? <laughs> but I think that those words that he spoke were so powerful. Uh, let's listen to what Bishop was had to say about missions. Amen. About five minutes of Bishop. Missions is Come on tough. up with the volume of it. And all missions are different. But there is no mission trip. I don't care if it's to to a first world country, uh, even like America. If you're going down, let's say, to minister uh, in a disaster area, and you go to do a mission here in this earth and this in this country, you go and just in your home country, it's tough. But when you go to a place called Peru, you know Lima. It's a very famous city. Lima is sea level, so you go to Lima. It's a big city. But see, I love this about him. Doesn't mean that people can't minister in Lima. He only flies into Lima. It's the only time he touches it. It's so interesting, his mission, is that God put, not even Cusco. Cusco is about 10,000 feet above sea level. But Cusco is just the landing ground. 13 years ago, he climbed the mountains, the Andes Mountains, some of the highest mountains in the world, quite frankly. And God arrested his heart for those babies. The moment I'll never forget, Rachel, for you is when we were on the plane, I think it was, and I asked you, what was the moment that impacted you the most? And Jim, you'll relate because this is what happened to you. She said, I think that it was the last village. And when Matt was praying, because we present the gospel, and then we pray for healing. We pray for their sickness because they have no hospitals. You understand, they have no drugstores. They have no corner store to go pick up even Tylenol. They either suffer, they die, or God does a miracle. 
And so at the end of the preaching, we say things like this. Somebody's going to come and pray a prayer of, of, of healing and a prayer of faith. And when we do, wherever you're hurting, take your hand and place it wherever you're hurting. And when we speak this prayer, and what's so powerful is we tell them, when we pray this prayer, you will, there will be no interpreter. That's what's so powerful. Because we're not going to stop for, to interpret. Just know, we're saying this with interpreter. Just know when this American prays, this is what he is praying. He is praying in the name of Jesus. He is praying that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. And he tells them what they're praying. And Matt, great, powerful man of God, who is one of C's biggest partners. Rachel said, I, I, when Matt said those words in that last village, take your hand and put your hand where you're hurting. She said, Dad, I saw several little girls and boys. When they heard that, they stood down and put their hands on their feet. And the whole time Matt was praying, they were just praying so earnestly, and they had their hands on their precious little feet. And she was crying, telling them that. She said, and the thing that got me was we do not have any shoes to give them. We ran out of shoes. So either God touched those precious feet and healed them, or that was it. We had no socks. We gave them a blanket. That's all we have left. And that's what missions will do. You'll never, ever, ever forget those images. Because you'll probably never see that child again. Because in 13 years, C has never gone to the same village. He told me, he said, I could go. I figured it. I could go every year until I was 100. And I would never visit the same village again. There's that many individual villages on the side of that mountain. I'm just saying, we need to pray that God sends C more help sends this team more help because I believe and I am believing and I believe when, when I heard my daughter say those words I said in my spirit there's coming a day I don't know when it is I'm not saying I heard from God when it is but I'm believing there's coming a day that will not go to a village without enough shoes for those kids feet. okay pause it right there hey come on put your hands together go ahead and Amen. Praise God. I just felt led to have Bishop to, to iterate on what we're doing. I've been thankful that we have a Bishop that is mission-minded. Come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah. I wouldn't be a part of a church that's not mission-minded. Um, what I want to reiterate on something Bishop said, uh, about the vastness and the and how huge that mountain is, and also, he said in 13 years, C has not went to the same village, uh, and he's correct. Only, but but actually, it's been longer than that now. That was four years ago when he said that. <laughs> so now it's been 17 years. But um, amen, amen. But the thing of it is, this is the thing, we, there is a ministry called ATEC. And this ministry, the ministry of ATEC, um, they, they follow up 
on what we, all the souls that get saved and they planting churches, amen. Already, they are talking about last year, planting uh, 30 churches in, in the, the uh, district of Yanaoka and Pitu Marika, amen. And so um, uh, we're not leaving the people hanging, just so you know that, amen. So anyway, uh, uh, just to, to, to reiterate on how huge that mountain is, uh, they, they, the mountain of Cusca is, is it has, it's broken down into what you call provinces. And it's just a large body of land you can compare it to a state. But within those, uh, those provinces, there are what you call districts. And inside those districts are so many uh, uh, villages and then the the, uh, the uh, ministry of ATEK ATEK uh, has been going well actually let's just say it like this uh, it's a it's a ministry for missions and they they take missionaries from all over this country into that mountain and they go every just about every day they go on a regular basis uh, Freddie Cantonia is the director. And uh, they have about 13 provinces in that mountain. But I want you to show you how big this mountain is. In, 20 year, in a 20-year period, going out just about every day, the Ministry of ATEC has only been able to reach, listen to this, only two out of the 13 provinces. That's how big this mountain is. I was told when I first went over there that if I went out every day, that, that I would never reach them all before the second coming of Christ. So we have our, our work cut out for us. And I'm reminded of a story I heard about, a, about this, this little kid. Looking at these kids, it reminded me of this story as well. It was this kid, it was right after a storm. It was over, it had blown uh, thousands of starfish up on the seashore. And this kid saw these starfish dying. And with tears in his eyes, he began to throw these fish back into the ocean. And he was throwing them back as fast as he can and he was crying. Tears rolling down his face and he was just trying to save them as much as he could, it was thousands of them. And, and somebody walked up by that time, one guy walked up and he said, young man, you will never save them all, no matter how hard you try. And with tears running down this little boy's face, he looked at the starfish and he looked back at the man and this is what he said, it matters to this one. And he threw it back. I said that to say this, I understand that I can't save them all. <laughs> I don't think it's my job to save them all. But what I'm going to do, I'm just like that little kid. I'm going to save as many as I can. I'm going to get as many of those people healed as I can. I'm going to get as many of those people saved as I can. 
can. I'm going to help as many children as I can. I'm going to put as many shoes on those feet as I can. Glory to God. And when it's over, I'm going to stand before God. And I'm going to hear God look at me and say, well done. You did what I told you to do. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Praise God. Now, uh, uh, I want you to see, I want to give you an idea a little bit. I like to show people where their money's going. I remember uh, uh, Jim, when he went with us, I, I liked something he said. He said, I want to I see where my money's been going. <laughs> oh, Jim. Jim went all the way to the mountaintop. <laughs> Jim said, I want to see where my money been gone. <laughs> so, so Jim, he got, when he, you know, I really, you know, one of the things about Jim, I, I just hate, I hate he ain't been back. But, uh, man, we had so much fun with Jim. We can't stop talking about Jim. Come on. We miss Jim. But when Jim went up there on that mountain, and I wasn't even planning on saying this, but what he saw, when I saw that look on his face, when he saw that little kid with no shoes on his feet, just like Bishop said, uh, Jim was overwhelmed with compassion because he just saw that we gave out all the shoes we had and we just didn't have any more. And when we saw that little old baby, that little kid, not just the sandals, this kid didn't even have shoes at first. And Jim saw that, he just wept. He couldn't stop crying. And I thought, wow. Amen. Everybody that need to go and, and experience what Jim experienced. Can you say amen? So go ahead to the next one. I want you to see one of our uh, concerns was the, the the because of the pandemic. I was concerned that the, uh, from the postal service because even here in America we wasn't getting our mail on time. So so when we send our mail there, and you, you need to way too far. You need to go back to where Bishop. We are wait. Just pause it when I when you stop. Pause it so it can pick up right where it left off. Go go on a little bit further than that. Okay, stop stop. You went too far. Go back. Go back to fish. Stop it. Right there where you see that see see that mountain. That's where we're going to start. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, that's where we start. You're going to see where the want you to see the supplies. They all showed up on time. Okay, are we rolling? Yeah, keep it rolling. Right here. There it go. There is the, the, the supplies, they made it on time, even in the midst of what all was going on with pandemic and postal service. These are hats, gloves, shoes, socks, uh, all kind of warm garments to help these babies. And, and that's not all of it. They, those Peruvians, they know how to pack that stuff on the trucks. We put, put it on the vans and trucks as much as we could. Look at it, it's still going. This is a lot. Okay, keep it going, keep it going. Look here, look at that. See, this is, this. okay, pause it right there. You can see 
Amen. Pause it right there. You got to move quick. Okay, right here. Um, I want you to see this. This is in June. This is, this is, you can't imagine it can get that cold in the month of June. This is the coldest time of the year is in the month of June. And uh, we, we had just, we had just uh, spent the night in the village. And the reason why we, we, I used to take my team and spend the night in the village because I remember what happened to me when I first went. Uh, I remember that the reality of what these people really go through really don't kick in. This don't, this don't do no justice right here. But when you actually go into the village and just stay one night with them, it gives you an idea of what these people actually deal, have to go through. I remember being in this little room without thinking, I was feeling the wall without even thinking. My, my American brain couldn't, it just didn't compute that, you know, they didn't have no heat. I was looking for that little button that so I could turn the heat on. I, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was, where the button at? It, it ain't there. <laughs> all of a certain, it dawned on me. The word really, the word really dawned on me. It, it came up in my spirit. They really, really, for real, don't have no heat. <laughs> Amen. And uh, it, it, it can get very cold. And I once heard that the greater the sacrifices you make, the greater the miracles. Uh, so I'm going to show you how we was get we was uh, in the village. Now I never showed this before, but you're going to see something we hadn't seen before. Go ahead, we're going to see where we was camping out in the village. Go ahead and turn it up. We need to hear the volume. Okay, hello. <laughs> hello, Chase. You you real missionary now, boy. Okay, stop it right there, pause it. Many people want to, I tell you what, I'm gonna tell you, man, I really enjoy hanging out with Chase. I wanna stop and say that. Chase, um, the Lord showed me something about Chase. Um, I don't say this, I wasn't planning on saying this, but I spent one short week with that young man. And, uh, but the memories we created is gonna last for a lifetime. I poured into him every day. He stayed right by my side. 17 year old kid, never had flew in a plane in his life. But the mama and his father couldn't talk him out of going to Peru. <laughs> At a time it wasn't the, the most safest. Yet nobody could talk him out of, that's the traits of a real missionary. Can you say amen? Come on, put your hands together. Chase, my newest best buddy. <laughs> uh, that's what I call him. I said, you're my newest best buddy. <laughs> but right here, a lot of people want to know, uh, how do you how do you know what size they, to get them to shoot? So you should have been with us when we first started doing this. <laughs> it wasn't working out. But looking at these these kids' feet right here, they we got a guy that goes up there to get the shoe sizes, the names, and all that. Yeah, guess what his name is? <laughs> Jim said he know his name. What's his name, Jim? Moses. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I remember a bishop said when he told his wife, when he told Sandy, 
Sandy said, is that, that guy, his, that's not his real name, is it? That must be his nickname. He said, yeah, that's his real name. <laughs> and uh, uh, Delane said, check this out. This Moses wasn't taking shoes off. They were preparing to put shoes on. <laughs> that had to be God. Amen. But uh, when I see these feet here, it reminds me, I was at a church not long ago ministering to little kids, six-year-old kids, and, and they saw the words up on the stream 30 degrees below zero, and they asked the question I couldn't answer. And the question was, uh, how cold is that? I couldn't, I couldn't answer that question. I couldn't answer how cold that was. But God gave a teacher, one of their teachers, an, uh, an idea. It was so profound, I said, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> She went out of the room for about five minutes, come back in. She had a bowl about this wide, about this tall, and it was full of ice cold water with ice cubes in it. And she had the kids to come take the shoes off and put your foot in that water for about three seconds. And uh, when those kids did that, and when they put their foot, when they took their foot out of the water, that teacher said something that was so powerful, it brought tears to all of our eyes. And she said, always remember this young, young, young man. She said, those kids up in that mountain, they can't take their foot out of the water. It's that cold all the time. And many of them do not have shoes. Church, put your hands together for the best bishop one more time and the best first lady in the whole If these kids do not get shoes on their feet, I'm going to show you what most of them, a lot of them, would look like if they never get any help. Go to the next one and then pause it. Go to the next one and pause it. Stop right there. That's what happens if you don't get no help. So I'm just trying to get you to see something. You that was a part of helping us raise money for the shoes, you making a tremendous difference and the lives of these kids. Go to the next one. Look at the next image. Go to the next image. Look at that. Pause it. This is, this is what you are preventing from happening to these babies. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Go ahead to the next one. Go to the next. Okay, look. Stop it. Stop. Thank you. Boy, they own it, man. You own it. <laughs> uh, look at the joy of having shoes. Look at how happy those kids are with the, when they got those shoes. If you never had a pair of shoes in your entire life and you living in extreme conditions like these kids, uh, you'll be happy too. So I want you to know that you're making, you make, you're putting a lot of smiles on, on these kids' faces this year. Can you say amen? Go to the next one. Amen. There are me and Chase back there in the back. We have out blast. Go on to the next one. Hallelujah. Stop it. Pause it. This was a miracle testimony here. Last year, it was interesting that something happened never happened before. I never had people to tell me we're going to be praying for you for the whole time you're going to be gone. And we have some people that said they were going to be fasting and praying for us the whole while we will, we will be gone. We, they will be praying for our protection. 
And they must have heard from the Lord because as we went around one of those curves, uh, the curl, uh, we heard a loud whistling sound and all of a sudden we heard a loud pop. And the axer, I was on the front seat, I could hear it real clear. The axe in the front just broke half in two and it locked that wheel and it just skidded for so far. And he said, if it had a went, if it had a happened right when we was going in the curve, nothing would have stopped it from, from, from going straight down over the side about a thousand foot drop. Somebody said, thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I had somebody that asked me, well, where were y'all at? Was you in the middle of nowhere? When God's hand of protection is upon you, when that happened, it was as though it didn't happen. Because God had already set things in place. <laughs> Come on. I mean, people, we had help like we had never, like nothing had never happened. It's like in life, we just hit a small bump and just kept going. We didn't even feel it. Can you say amen? amen? Go to the next one. So re remember us in your prayers. Stop. Pause it. I am so proud of this young man right there. Man, we, my cameraman missed a golden opportunity right there. Because when Chase, I asked Chase a question. I said, Chase, it's your time to pray for the sick. Are you ready? He says, I ain't never heard nobody say that. <laughs> that with the, not, nobody that, that I, I asked that question to when we get up on that mountain. He said these words. He said, he said, I was born ready. <laughs> I told uh, I, I told Chet that and he, he said, uh, that's my boy. <laughs> so, but when he came out of that circle, this is my point. When he came out of that circle, my cameraman missed a golden opportunity because the, 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 the compassion, the compassion of, of Jesus, his love and compassion overshadowed him so strong he couldn't stop crying. I saw that same look I saw in you, Jim. When he come out of that circle, he was overwhelmed. He just couldn't stop weeping. And I said, I asked the camera, I said, God, did you get it? He was so, we were so caught up in the moment, he forgot the video. And <laughs> so, 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 but it's okay. But I know exactly how he felt. Amen. Somebody asked me a long time ago, how did it feel saving those babies from, from physical death? And I said, it, it made me feel like a, a Christian. Now, not everybody understand that, but what it meant, what I meant by that is that, that I knew I was a Christian, but helping those babies, saving those babies made me literally feel like I was an extension of the hands and the feet of Jesus. There was a love on the inside of me. I never even knew it existed. And it wasn't me. It was the Christ that lives on the inside of me. That's what Chase felt when he came out of that circle. Okay, go to the next one and then I want you to pause it. Stop right there. This is one, what I've been waiting to get to. Uh, 
Now, I want you to understand something. When you go with us up into the, that mountain, I don't do all the ministry. That's what I want you to understand. And the reason I don't, I was taught by one of the greatest missionaries on, on the planet. John Smithwick taught me not to do all the ministry. Your team need to do ministry. I do, I, do the, I, I, I do ministry, but I don't do it all. And the reason I don't is because when one team member experienced what it feel like to lay hands on someone in a tumor uh, dissolve right underneath your hands, it changes your life forever. When you see a cripple get up and walk or blind, see a deaf ears open up, you're going to see that in a minute. It changes your life forever, and you'll never be the same. And at this point right here, our home came. <laughs> it was her time to pray for the sick. And when Michaela stepped up, I said, come here, let me talk to you. I said, first thing I want to share with you is what not to do. And I said, do not get up here and start begging God to do anything. Amen. I said, don't get up here talking, about, talking about, Lord, I know uh, you able. If I just had the faith of a mustard seed, I know I can move a mountain. Now I said, shut up, don't talk like that. No, 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 no. What you do, this is what I told him. I said, remember, as a born again believer, come on, somebody. As a born again believer, you have authority and power over sickness, disease, demons, and devils. And I said, just like Jesus spoke to the fig tree, you speak to sickness and disease, pain and discomfort, and you command it to die, dissipate, disappear, command it to go. Michaela didn't have no better sense than to believe what I told her. She stood up on that little hill, and the devil, she put the devil on the run. Man, she called out every sickness, every pain, every dis I mean, and when she said, in the name of Jesus, there was more miracles than we could, than we had time to interview. And I want you to say, this, this is not even the kicker. The main thing is this, is what she told me afterwards. That's what blessed me more than anything. This is what she told me. She said, Pastor C, I've been on many mission trips in my life. I'm not many. She's been on other mission trips in her life. But she said, I've always wanted God to use me. And I have never experienced God working a miracle through me like that. And she said, I always desired it. And I've never seen it until now. Come on, somebody. Okay. We're going to show you the results of her prayers and what God did. After she said in Jesus' name, bring it up a little bit. This woman had surgery a year ago. Turn it, turn it on up, son. It was the woman had a, she had surgery in her brain, and she had she been suffering with pain. But she said, as the prayer of faith went forth, the pain 
Left her body, left her head. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. This man was suffering with pain from his head and his leg. How long has he been suffering with this pain? This man has been suffering with pain in his head and his leg for a whole year. But as the prayer of faith went forth, the pain completely left his body. Come on, somebody. somebody. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Give God some glory. This, this woman here said that she was having terrible headaches. Terrible headaches is the way she said it. And as the prayer of faith went forth, the pain completely left her body. Come on, how long has she been suffering with this headache? Listen, listen to this. Wow. This woman said she had been suffering from these extreme painful headaches all her life. But as the prayer of faith went forth, the pain completely left her body. Come on, somebody. Give God some glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So many. Praise God. So many. Amen. God got more blessings for you today. Thank you, Jesus. This was a mighty moment of God. I'm just telling you, we saw the hand of God. And this is me, I'm praying this is the third year. Lord God. Lord God. She had that, she had been walking. Lord God. Lord God. This kid has not been able to walk in a month and a week. But this is the first time she began to take steps. Check it out. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Give God some glory up in this house. Yes. 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 Yes.
We got someone. Look here. We got one. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Anyone else? Real quick. This is important right here because this happened for every one of us. Every one of us had this time, this day. This is so important right here. This is eternal right here. Let's stop thinking about chicken for just five minutes. Come on, somebody. Because this is eternal. This is this is this is this is what it's all about right here right here who knows how what god's plan is for this young lady right here if we have anyone else real quick we're not gonna hold no time okay so this is what i want this is what i want the whole church i want you and we're gonna pray with her amen amen and we want we want everybody to repeat after me along with this young lady what's her name Amen. Raise your hand towards heaven. We're going to pray with you. Just repeat this prayer after us, okay? Say, Dear God, I believe with all my heart that your son Jesus died on a cross for my sins. And today, well, you raised him from the dead first. And today, you're standing at the door of my heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart and ask you to come into my life. Save me. Say, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And for the rest of my life, I will live and serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, put your hands in together and give God some glory. Come on, somebody here with this rejoicing right now. Oh, hallelujah. This is a good day. Glory to God. Amen. Eternal life is hers. Amen. Is there anything else that needs to be said? Here we go. All right, before we pray and dismiss, he was being humble. This is his book, and he will actually be signing copies in the foyer. So be sure and purchase one to get him to sign it for you. 147 pages.